You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. My name is Jordan Lowe. And I'm Cliff Barnes. And Seth's at Gen Con. Wait a minute, who are you? I'm back. Where you been? I, I heard... I've been in line! <laughs> well, how was it? There's no line yet. It was just <laughs> me on the corner. <laughs> Did you give up? Well, I had to come back and fix your audio issues <laughs> last episode. I think they just sent you home. They're like, sir, we really can't yet. <laughs> but yeah, Seth is away at, what is it, Gin? It's like a convention for... Board games. Gin drinkers or what is it? I'd say this Gen, would be like... Generation X. Mm. His Disney World. Ah. His Disney World? Yeah. His D23? Yeah. His, his San Diego Comic Con? Yeah. So, yeah, Seth, he'll have a full report about all the fun at Gen Con next week, but we're going to soldier on without him. I wonder if he's, like, just partying up with the board games, like it's out-of-control board games, and he's... All night long. Wakes up in the hotel room, doesn't, isn't real sure where he is, all hungover, there's dice and... and Miniature figures. <laughs> Half-dressed orcs. I mean, it's just... <laughs> Whose tokens are those? I don't even know. Sheets turned into capes. <laughs> no, we're not making fun. This is like our core audience. We're like jealous. We want to be involved in the frivolity. Although I, I have noticed since I did miss a couple episodes, it seems like we have a reoccurring thing when one of us isn't here, we completely make fun of that person. Well, yeah. <laughs> it works. So is there anything we messed up on any of our... Is there any corrections need made? That you, did you bang your head against the wall? Did, did we screw I up? I really anything? didn't. Um, right. I really didn't. They were two solid episodes. Uh, you missed us. I made it. I did. I, I love the part when Jordan was talking about improv. And it was improv. It, that's just what we're doing on the podcast. Like it's all inside jokes and nobody knows what the hell we're talking about all the and time. No one finds us funny but us. <laughs> oh, let me tell you, I was in the car today practicing on some things and I was just sitting there laughing my butt off and my wife just looks over at me and she's like, yeah, you do crack yourself up. <laughs> So when you're driving now, you're just like practicing new characters and stuff like that? Yep. I'm just, you know, working on bits. <laughs> That's and amazing because you have a real spontaneous feel as if you've never practiced right. anything ever. And it just kind of spurts out. So the fact that it seems so natural is a real yeah. it's part testament of the, to your ability. It's just part of the act. I'm a professional. <laughs> There's never any backstory. We're not real sure who <laughs> these people are, where they come from. Well... Where do we start this week? Seth's not here. Streaming. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Violence in the streams. That is what we are. No one in between. How can we be wrong? We'll cross the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the streams. Heat them up. 
<laughs> Who are you going to defend? Is that the tagline? I don't know. He just Sounds made good. that up. Because, <laughs> yeah, I made a display this week featuring Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, and Iron Fist, the Defenders. And I'm like, what is, what do you even, what's the tagline? Mm. Like, they don't have a, an identity, really. You know, Avengers Assemble or any of that cool stuff. But what are, what is, what is the Defenders? Defenders! Defend! <laughs> <laughs> Trademark Michael K. Easton, 2017. Well, I just finished Jessica Jones. Oh my god! <laughs> so I'd really like to talk about that, but I know everyone else wants to talk Defender. So I am David, way left behind. So David feel Tennant. free. Oh, Who has seen more? Cliff, you saw a couple. I've today? watched three episodes. Oh, how many did you see? I any? haven't seen oh, any yet. Cliff is in the lead. Yeah, give uh, us a general sense. It's very much the just. All of the shows coming together, just what we expected. Um, towing the Marvel line as far as the Netflix, uh, other series have been, have been going. Bringing back all the same characters, even, um, the Night Nurse is back, of course, and she's kind of, you know, once again bringing the characters together, introducing some of them. Uh, it's very, the first, couple episodes are pretty Iron Fist heavy, which I was surprised, because that has been the most criticized of the characters. It amazes me that Night Nurse is a character that kind of like, is the character in the middle of all of them. Like, mm-hmm. they have been in every single and starting out, I'm sure no one knew that that's, that's what oh, was going to no. happen. She's like the Agent Coulson of the... <laughs> Um, street level heroes. Yeah. So did Iron Fist maybe need more development? Is that why? Like, do you, did you need more? Just, I thought you were going to say more Night Nurse. <laughs> we all need more Night Nurse, but is that why? Like, the other shows were well regarded and we got good rounded backstories. Did Iron Fist leave, leave something to be? Well, that could have been, uh, I mean, that makes sense of why we're, we're picking up with him a, a little bit more than some of the others. Um, just, trying to develop him a little bit more and make him maybe, I don't know, more likable or whatever. Um, and, and he, and he does mention himself a few times as the immortal iron fist. So I think that the main problem with there was such a backlash with iron fist is that daredevil was so well done. It set the mm-hmm. bar so high with the fight choreography, choreography, um, the fighting style is like, it was, Top notch, where with Iron Fist it left something to be desired, and because I I saw some guy the other day was asking should I watch it or should I not, and people were on the fence, and I was like I and I think part of the problem is some of the side characters kind of stole the show from Iron Fist. Yeah, well, Danny Rand was just not. He's not. He's just kind of blah for me. He's, he, he's serious. There's not a lot of humor there. There's not a lot of... A little too much White Knight. Yeah. But that's why he plays so well against Luke Cage. Right. So if he's in a solo story, I can see where he doesn't have a whole lot of personality. Yeah. And, and spoilers, those are the first two that kind of come together. Um, which is a nice... It's a nice little nod. And uh, like I said, I've, I've only watched the first three. It takes... Three episodes before they really fully get going um, on uh, everybody's together 
it totally pays off. There is a fight scene um, that we've seen part of in the in the teaser trailers, where they're in the, like the office building. Yeah, it's a great scene, um, and that's really the the moment they come together uh, as the four of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's toeing the line. It's it's very much a continuation of of where we've been so far. Um, the and and really that's probably my only. I like that, but it, it, in a way, it's my only downfall with the show. It, it feels like we just keep rehashing a little bit of the same stuff over and over. We're fighting the same. Well, that's what I like about it because it's almost like each show plays right into the next one. Like they're all very almost tightly woven of the interconnectedness of the shows. Whereas I think with like the Marvel movies, they're kind of their own standalone things. Yeah. And I think that's part of it is I'm so used to, we have the same heroes, but it's always a different villain. Like, Oh, that season one's daredevil's done. Um, now we're going to fight somebody else, but that doesn't really happen. We're still fighting the same organization that's been in every one of these series. Oh, I can't wait to get there and find out who it is. <laughs> I'm just really happy that they got over the whole, you found my secret identity out. Now you must die. Or somehow that villain ends up getting killed. So their secret mm-hmm. identity is safe. Like they finally gotten past that where people know your secret identity and they're still around. Yeah. And it's interesting. Only 10 episodes long. Where yeah. all the other ones have been 13 and we've had a little criticism of like, there's a little bit of padding there that maybe it didn't need to be 13 episodes. So hopefully this one is real tightly plotted and you know, just the that 10, that 10 hour mark we're gonna. Well, obviously they've been listening to the podcast. Uh, yes. And, and, and heard what, what we've said. Uh, <laughs> so, but you, you finally finished Jessica Jones. Yes. And it's good. Good. I hope she comes back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm living like two years in the past. How good was David Tennant? He's very, as someone who'd never watched Doctor Who and had never mm-hmm. seen Broad Church or any of his other roles, I was very impressed by him. And she's pretty. She is pretty. <laughs> Although, I have to say, some of my comic nerd cred, I had heard somebody spoiled that Patsy Walker was in it, Hellcat. Yeah. And I was mad. I was like, oh, I wish I would have not known that. That would have been a nice surprise to see a cool vintage character kind of come back. And I swear two episodes had gone by that I didn't realize Trish and Patricia were short. <laughs> or Trish was short. It was Trish Walker, not Patsy. Yeah. I was like, oh, wait, there she is. Like, so you could have spoiled it for me. Yeah. It was not spoiled because I'm dumb. <laughs> That's funny. Anything streaming? What do you watch? Uh, Voltron is done and over with. I like ate that like a can of beans, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Voltron season three, we've only gotten half yeah, I, of season three. I think this is the way of the future. I think that Netflix is starting to learn of instead of like just throwing it all out through the whole season, I bet uh-huh. you're going to start seeing them split it up. Like, they'll film it all at once. But do you like that? No. I don't either. I want it all at once. I, I want agree. it now. This is the instant satisfaction generation. I want it all and I want it now. So you would sacrifice a longer wait between seasons. If you gave it to all get to me. more. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I'll do Voltron Tuesday in June and I'll do Defenders and. 
I can yeah. do it. Yeah. I, I kind of agree too. I, I, I'm, I know Seth likes a couple episodes at a time where I was so excited when Voltron showed up and, uh, I started watching it. My son and I started watching it one day, one afternoon and like we went right through it and I was yeah. like, okay. And I didn't realize it was, it was only half the season. I was like, why are there only seven episodes? This doesn't make sense at where it left off at. Yeah. <laughs> like I was just really getting into it. So season three, if you haven't watched it, um, is basically th- the main thing about it is it's kind of give us, giving us a history lesson of Voltron Which, in the original Paladin. Yes. The very last episode they showed should have been the very first episode of the whole entire the very first season. Well, I I don't know though. I really like as the flashback and the whole history of um what's the Golra emperor? Oh. Anyways, our our villain from season 1 and 2. Yeah. And how apparently he's married to uh the the witch who is of course um same uh, as a same as a princess yeah, yeah yeah they're both uh altan yeah so it's right about now is where seth would roll his eyes and, exactly. get, and give me a look out the side of his eye and be like ugh <laughs> <laughs> yeah but season 3 the big villain of course is prince lotor yes. who would be their son who is half altan half golra yes which I guess I, as a child, I didn't really know that. Well, and in the original se- series, he was madly in love with the princess. That's what I thought. Yeah. There was, okay. Yeah, so it's, this was, like, this I feel like was showing the, basically th- the third season was basically showing the evil version of the Voltron Force. Of, like, because they showed, um, Prince Lothar and his minions, or what? what what's his name? Lotor. Lotor. I was trying to think of it in my head before I said it. But anyway, Lotor, uh, you got to meet his gang of, of people that are made up of different races, and like that's a big thing for the the evil empires because they're all one race, and he's the only one that has allowed like other alien races to become part of his army. And, it, and to me, it was like the anti-Voltron force. So. Okay. What I foresee happening is because they got the asteroid that was made is what Voltron is made out of this yeah material. this metal mm-hmm. so they're going to take that and make their own creatures or whatever right because I mean and it was interesting because the the I, I apologize spoiler alert <laughs> too late <laughs> <laughs> too late uh, the Golra Empire were all about controlling the rest of the universe and. And almost, um, they held themselves higher. Yeah. And here we have Prince Lotor, who is a, he's a half breed. He's half, you know, Altan and half Gora. And they were all kind of shunning him because of it. And so he has to whoop some yeah. alien butt. He immediately proves his worth yeah. as the new leader. What, like, this is an Easter egg. My, what I loved so much was the one episode where they end up in a alternate universe and they give a nice Easter egg to the original Voltron series with mm-hmm. Sven. Sven? Yeah. Sven. Sure. The, the guy that looks like Shiro in the original series, he like, he had, I can't, I don't remember what accent it was, but 
Yeah. It was a guy that looked just like Shiro. It was a nice little yeah. callback to the original. So, so yeah, yeah. Voltron Season 3. Uh, watch it like Michael. So much fun. The Love best it. Marvel movie animated. <laughs> uh, other Netflix news. Uh, Mark Miller is now way richer than he was last week. Um, he is the writer behind a lot of very famous comics that became even more famous movies. Uh, the Kingsman franchise, Kick-Ass, Wanted, along with a slew of other things in development. He sold Miller World, which is basically his mm-hmm. comic imprint, sold it to Netflix. Okay. Do we know for how much? I'm Lots not sure that it said, I'm, but I'm betting it was a lot. The only curious thing is all these big hits are already licensed and owned by other companies, so they're betting on him to have a whole lot more properties up his sleeve. Which that's always been kind of the knock on him is all his books are written as for pitches as pitches for other uh, <laughs> more lucrative uh, items. This quote was Miller says, "This is only the third time in history a major comic book company has been purchased at this level." I'm so in love with what Netflix is doing and excited by their plans. Netflix is the future, and Miller World couldn't have a better home. So he. Typically is a very good hype man, and he's putting himself on par with Warner Brothers buying DC Comics <laughs> and Disney buying Marvel Comics. So just slightly below those two billion-dollar deals is Miller World coming to Netflix. Well, that kind of ties in what I've heard about Netflix lately is because we've seen all these people jumping ship to from, from traditional network television to Netflix because... The big rumor is Netflix is notorious for going, okay, here's money, make whatever you want. Well, that ties very nicely into the next story about uh, Robert Kirkman signing a deal with Amazon Studios. So basically the same deal, but with you know the rival Amazon streamers. Um, and we're right in the midst. He is also involved in a lawsuit against AMC. A lot of the Walking Dead creators and executives are suing AMC for mm-hmm. uh, double dipping. Yeah, not not uh, giving them the uh, uh, profits they thought they were deserved. Uh, co-creator, this is according to ComicsBeat.com. Uh, Kirkman, Galen Hur, Glenn Mazar, David Alpert. They com- filed a complaint against AMC, alleging breach of contract. Unfair, fraudulent business acts and all kind of stuff. The damages could be a billion dollars or more. Yeah. Saying that uh, the suit says, quote, AMC exploited their vertically integrated television structure to keep the lion's share of the series profits for itself. So basically that means uh, the vertical integration of cable TV, a lot of these places are doing it to kind of offset the costs where they're not paying a licensing fee. AMC, they don't pay AMC Studios to broadcast a show owned by somebody else. You know, the network is kind of creating it itself. So, uh, where am I at here? Uh, it allows AMC to pay or not to pay the producer of the series to broadcast The Walking Dead and associated content where, like Talking Dead and Fear of the Walking Dead and all that stuff. So there's no licensing fee. It's basically... There's less mm-hmm. of a money trail. Right. So it's AMC is paying itself, basically, to produce this show. But, yeah, that's what they're alleging. They're not getting all the profits they are owed. So on the heels of that, Kirkman has signed a deal with Amazon, uh, Skybound Entertainment, which is his company. Uh, his quote, We strive to tell the best stories in the most unique and creative ways in an effort to always break new ground. A forward-thinking company like Amazon is the perfect home for us. 
the vast resources of Amazon means great things are ahead for myself, David Alpert, Skybound, and fans of awesome entertainment. So yeah, he's basically saying, you know, Amazon's just gonna give us money yep. for our good ideas, and that seems to be where things are heading for very creative people. Well also this week, um if you I'm guys a creative are person. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find a stream who's, who's out there? We need a streaming crackle or one of these places. Yeah. <laughs> Funny or die. <laughs> uh Netflix also poached Shonda Rhimes. Are you guys familiar with her from ABC? Yeah, a lot of the dramas. She's, yeah, she's behind shows like Grey's Anatomy, um, How to Get Away with Murder, Scandal, stuff oh, like that. Okay. So they've given her a bunch of money, too, to basically move her whole production company over to Netflix for that very reason. Ooh. Um, that they're just giving her a bunch of money and going, hey, come up with great stuff. We don't care. Just make it. So that was a that made a lot of waves this week too. Um, so yeah, I think network TV and basic cable they're going to be scrambling to keep up with both quality and quantity of the kind of shows these streaming places are going right. to provide. And, and with you know we're seeing more and more of these networks opening up their own streaming channels, so for or their own streaming services um, like Disney or uh, DC. Um, that Warner Brothers. Yeah, is DC's doing. working on a streaming channel. They all, yeah, I think everybody is. And I mean, is this where cable Disney's television dies? On, yeah. Is this where it's going to? It'll be like radio. Like radio's still around, but it's not. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like it'll get very basic. But I don't know, like, because all the shows are streaming on Hulu and, you know. It's right. Like, well, my question is, you know, because, you know, we, we've we all, I almost say we all, a lot of folks, especially younger folks, have been become cord cutters. Not cutters, me. <laughs> except for Jordan. Have become cord cutters. I still got rabbit ears. Trying to save money by, and now, but, you know, if you it's really so want to, it's going to be the same. Right. You're going to be, you know, maybe does that drive people back to cable because yeah. we, you know, we want to consume all the stuff, but I'm paying five bucks here, 10 bucks here. I've got a feeling if it doesn't all sort of start bundling together mm-hmm. and these smaller ones are just going to collapse. Like we're going to have Netflix, Amazon, and a handful of big ones that are very competitive. And then I think the rest are going to either go away or sell Sell yeah. out the Netflix or whatever. CBS will be a subserv, you know, a subsidiary of Netflix Corp <laughs> or whatever. So that's going to be very confusing for their base audience. Yes, me. <laughs> now even I'm not old enough to watch CBS. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. TV. TV. Oh, the Lord. What the hell is a sticky maple? Run. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Go get him, Supergirl. Well, what's this guy look like, anyway? Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny looking. Aha. Uh-huh. In what way? Oh, just in a general kind of way. Exterminate! Little pig, little pig! Let me in! These violent delights have violent ends. That's what she said. Groovy. Well, right along with what you guys were talking about. Not TV. You, no, no, it's totally TV. I was, that's why I, okay. I held my breath while you guys were finishing that up. But like, um, TBS, it seems like, um, Conan, Conan, like, has a few shows that are over there. Like, they have that one, The Guest Room. Yeah, that just premiered. Um, 
It just premiered? Uh, they've done a couple episodes. As I say, because I thought like all, all of season one was already online or something. Oh, it could be. They've yeah. only played a couple on actual air. But I, I watched uh, the first couple of them. It's not bad. It's, it's, it's not amazingly awesome, but it's a good show. Like if you're bored and there's nothing else on, it's comical enough. Yeah, uh, PBS has a lot of original content. The, the People of Earth. I, that that is the, my new favorite show, the, People of Earth. <laughs> Jason Jones, or whatever that show is, or his family's on vacation. Yeah, they've they've been trying a lot harder instead of just airing you know, Friends reruns all day long. <laughs> it's so weird, like seeing that show rebranded just based on our memories of growing up of what was on PBS. <laughs> <laughs> So we got a teaser for Riverdale season two. Oh, I haven't seen this. Oh, oh. my. What? Yeah, uh, it was less than a minute long. It was just sort of a quick little thing, but there was one interesting thing Michael brought up to me to make sure I watched it. Well, people don't know that Archie's had their own line of superheroes under Red Circle Comics mm-hmm. and then Dark Circle Comics. And one of those characters are called the Black Hood. And they're saying maybe the person that killed, um. Don't spoil the last episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> Someone is shot in Riverdale at some point. <laughs> and in this little teaser, we get a, a gunman wearing a black leather jacket and a ski mask. But not just a ski mask, like the eyes are kind of ripped and torn out. And it looks just like the mm-hmm. Archie brand vigilante. The Black Hood. So we could have a little bit of Archie corporate synergy coming up. Plus all the other craziness Riverdale is famous for and why we love it so much. (laughs) Uh, I know Seth's not here, but Game of Thrones Season 7 Episode 6 was accidentally leaked. Did you watch the leaked episode? I did not. I was good Good and legal. Uh, but H- the only one. HBO's international streaming services, HBO Nordic and HBO España, accidentally published next week's episode, which would be this coming Sunday, uh, Game of Thrones, and uh, it's pretty easy to find, apparently, on the internets. So, I will say I'm loving this season. I think everybody, we're getting a lot of fan service right now. Um, oh, I see memes every Monday morning. Yeah. I see screenshots and memes and little short videos. And Yeah, we're finally, that payoff is, is it's kind of sad because I've been waiting for this, but then I'm like, I'm so sad that it's ending. I'm like, oh, please don't just wrap everything up with a nice little bow. And so... I Anyways. can't wait for it to be over with. <laughs> it's great. Because you want to watch it all from start to finish, right? That's, That's right. right. That's what you meant by that? Yep. I want to watch it from the beginning. Hey, the Muppets are doing a live show. At the Hollywood Bowl. At the Hollywood Bowl, September 8th through 10th, the Muppets take the bowl. There's live performances, singing, dancing, sketches, celebrity guests, and more. They're going to have a full orchestra, lots of the mm-hmm. classic bits they do, and the, the you know... Veterinarians Hospital and Pigs in Space are going to do all the all the classic bits you know they're known for. But I love it for us non sports people. Did you say Hollywood Bowl? Yes, 
Hollywood has nothing to do with sports. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. You always said vault, so I was thinking like a stadium. Yeah, it's a very classic uh, venue. For there's been famous concerts there and comedy. You know, the Monty yeah. Python live at the Hollywood Bowl, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, so pretty cool. I'm excited. Yeah. I would love to go to it. No but. doubt. That'd be awesome. Uh, and, and one thing I, we didn't talk, you guys didn't talk about while I was gone was the whole Kermit the Frog deal. Do you know about the guy that has always been, that has oh, been Kermit the Frog? The last 20 years. I heard that. something. Since yeah. Jim Henson died, got fired. Yeah. I, Your voice just cracked like Kermit. Like, <laughs> oh gosh, we're fired. <laughs> Yeah, there's, well, I didn't bring it up because it was, you didn't know what was really going on because it sounds... There's definitely two sides yeah, of the story. Yeah, there's complete two different sides, which there usually is. <laughs> Believe it or not, the interesting thing I found was that the Henson family, Disney consulted the Henson family yeah. about it. And they totally backed Disney on getting rid of this guy. Yeah. Um, I heard now, the that sad thing is, is he... He got the part of Kermit by, he basically ran into Jim Henson's wife in an airport and did an audition right there. And that's how he got the job. Um, however, the problem, one of the problems apparently Disney or whoever had with him was he wasn't willing to train an understudy. He wasn't willing to train uh, other people to be Kermit yeah. for the, lesser appearances. Yeah. Um where that he wouldn't be at, but maybe Kermit would. He tried to hijack the character basically. Right. His own. And, and you know, in, in a way, I mean he's been doing this for like twenty seven years. He's been doing it since he was eighteen, so in a in a way, this is his life's work. Like he doesn't this is it. And I mean and he has created other characters. Like he created Rizzo the Rat. I love um, Rizzo the Rat. Somehow I knew that. <laughs> and the little shrimpy dude. That's Pepe. Pepe. He's a he's a prawn. Prawn. He's shrimpy. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I don't know. It came off the top of my head. We hadn't talked or mentioned anything about That's it. Straight out of like Breaking Bad, where you know Gus Fring does. You know, Walt won't let anyone else learn how to cook his formula <laughs> because Gus Fring then could get rid of him. That's like. Oh, there's drama behind yeah. the behind the scenes. Muppet drama. I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, been watching Preacher. We haven't really brought that up this whole season. Yeah. Any better? Um, it's better than season one, which a lot of people complain that it was set in one little small town, and you know the comic is basically a road trip across the country. And this was very small scale. So this season, it starts out, they're in the car, come on Eileen's playing, there's a car chase, and immediately you're just like, yes, now we're on the road, we're going. They go to New Orleans, and they've been in, like a, basically a hotel room almost, for the whole season. <laughs> it is okay. literally, every episode has, majority of it has been in one room, and it's like, oh, just get on with it. But they introduced Hair Star, who is the main villain of the series, and he's been a real breath of fresh air, just the worst villain, just vile, uh, no morality whatsoever, just cold-blooded, but in a very kind of humorous way. 
And his first couple scenes were just really laugh out loud funny. So hopefully he injects a little something in it and we get moving. So people, yeah, the people seem to like reviewers and things are saying the second season's way better, but I don't know. To me, it's still kind of a struggle to, to, to keep the momentum going. I'm sticking with it, but I said it just could be a little bit more. Okay. I haven't, I haven't watched any of that. So, so what Jordan is saying is it's good enough. Good enough. Good enough. Anything else streaming? Mm-hmm. Or TVing? TVing, sorry. TV. Oh, TV. Well, it's always streaming, it's streaming to me, but. Oh, there's only like two more episodes. Oh, I know. <laughs> what am I gonna do after that? Where am I gonna get my blood? And my drive? That's what he, that's what he's doing in the car. <laughs> he's making that noise as he drives along. <laughs> Picture and feeding people into my motors. That show is so weird. It's all over the place. It it started so simply where, okay, it's a race across country. You have a bomb in your skull. If you come in last, you die. Our hero is racing to save her sister. And by like the fourth episode, none of those things are happening anymore. Nope. They've changed the whole point. Like their last last episode, I don't think they're even in the car. They they're in that little community. No, yeah. So like, I, it just it, it had such a simple forward thrust to it, and then they get the bombs out of their heads. Like it, it just completely does a one eighty less than halfway through the series. It's weird. It it is all over the place, and you probably have been watching on TV, but like on the Sci Fi Channel, they have trailers. Done like for each episode, like it's a VHS copy. Yeah, they do those. On do the, they? Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it's just it's good cheesy fun, and it's all like everything that we love. Yeah, the about, story's not important. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, we just it's like they just threw everything in a mixing bowl and said, "Okay, what haven't we done this week? Let's do it." It's great. What's going to entertain Michael? This show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know I'd entertain Cliff. Man, I was pleasantly surprised. I think we all were. <laughs> it was on, what, Disney XD, that it was going for like 24 straight hours yeah, or something Saturday, like that? this past Saturday. Yeah, so late at night, I see it on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'll just, it was already like 10 or 10 minutes after, quarter after. So I'm like, well, I missed the beginning, but I'll just turn it on and yeah. see what it's like. I just want to get a sense of... The voice actors and the animation. I'll, I'll just watch it for a few minutes, and then forty-five minutes go by. I'd watch the whole episode, and I watched the beginning, beginning of the next episode to see what I missed. So I was in for the full hour. It, it, it definitely hooked me. I don't know how. I don't know if I'll watch every episode yeah. of the season or whatever. But I thought it was really well made. Mike, what do you? Th- my going into it, I thought I wasn't going to like the animation. Oh, I was fine with the animation. I knew it would be, I mean, I'm kind of used to that when they update anything. Okay. So it's going to be a little different. Um, I thought 
it was updated without losing the essence of the original. Yeah, I did there too. Was, there was enough there to, for it to be somewhat similar, but updated for a new audience. Well, I, I don't know if it was really updated for a new audience, and that's it. I really felt it was updated for like the old audience too. I mean, they've changed yeah. a few things, and, and they've changed some things for the better. It's very cohesive. It, like, it, yes, like they set up everything for it to tie into pretty much any of those shows of that time. Right. So if you don't know, first of all, they this is not only just based on the cart on the old Disney Afternoon cartoon show. This is also based on the uh, Uncle Scrooge comics. Um, highly based on that. Like when you look at Scrooge, he's in a different, he's in the outfit he had in the old comics. So. That's the Carl Barks. Right. One of those very acclaimed creators who was so far ahead of his time that his storytelling still really stands up to this day. Yes. And um, there were a few Easter eggs in some of his artwork they had worked in the show too. Um, which was kind of neat. I thought it was interesting that they made the maid more manly. Yeah, she's like <laughs> kind of a bad mofo. <laughs> yeah. She's a hall now, uh, Mrs. Beakley. And, and I liked, uh, of course, her granddaughter, Webigail, who's in the original. Which I, I completely forgot. <laughs> like, she's a crazy person now. Yeah, that was great. Like, in the, in the original show, she was just kind of cute and she was there and that was her job. Um, but now she's kind of this crazy little girl who's idolized Uncle been, Scrooge and been very sheltered. <laughs> yeah, his yeah, she's been locked up in this house, and she knows all all of the stuff about all of these adventures he's went on went Which, on in the past. I think we had talked about this, but I forgot like who were doing the voices of the Huey Dewey and Louie, Huey Dewey and Louie, and as or what did I do yeah. now? No. Huey, Dewey. Huey. Huey? Is it not Huey? Huey. Huey. Ah, Huey. Huey, Dewey, Louie. Um, Just call me Scrooge McDuck. Um, yeah, so, like, uh, Danny Pooty, is that correct? Yeah. And then Bobby Moynihan is yeah. Louie, and I'm not sure who's doing... Ben Schwartz, he okay. was from uh, Parks and Rec. Okay, he's he was, doing... He was John Ralphio in Parks and Rec. And Kate McCucci as, as Webby, Webby, who yeah. has got a great voice. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, like we men- mentioned earlier, David Tennant, of course, is Scrooge McDuck. And what I liked about Scrooge was, in the old cartoon, Scrooge was driven by money. That was his whole motivation. Where in this first episode, he's an adventurer. That's He's not driven by the money. He's out for the adventure, and he's he's retired, and he's become bored. And I never even really thought about that. Mm-hmm. In our today's world, we're so, uh, you know, the 1% aren't really the heroes anymore. Right. We're kind of angry at the, the rich people. So, yeah, that's interesting. Um, but then, you know, we get all of our old favorites. Uh, they're slightly different. Mm-hmm. But even like the boys, you know, the boys were very, the, the nephews were very, very interchangeable. They were. They were, were the they same now? character. Very little personality yeah. between them. Yeah, and in this show, they apparently all have very distinct personalities. And different shirts. Like, it was like a hoodie and a, right. and a, like a polo shirt. Like, they all kind of looked different. I didn't catch that. Yeah. Well, the one, if you notice, the one is, um, who's red? Huey. Okay, Huey. <laughs> Huey. Huey. <laughs> 
Chapsui! He's the only one that wears the old traditional hat. <laughs> oh my god, I want an Asian what? duck named Chapsui. <laughs> It is. <laughs> Not Peking duck? Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> Let's just cut all that out. Wow. Uh, but anyways, the, yeah, they all have very distinct personalities. And uh, so I feel, and the whole like history lesson we got of, like, I remember as a kid wondering, I didn't, I never understood, okay, it's Uncle Donald um, and, and Huey, Dewey, and Louie were the nephews, and they, they were Scrooge's great nephew, but they never really gave us a background. Maybe it was in the comics. Uh, not as far as I've ever heard, but. But in, from the very, you know, one episode, and we get a whole history lesson of, you know, uh, Donald's sister Della Duck is the boy's mother, and Donald and Della's mother was Hortense, who was Scrooge's sister. So we get a, f- a whole family tree immediately, I felt like. So, yeah, I thought there was emotion there. I thought there was great action in the animated you know, variety. Uh, there was funny jokes. I actually laughed at the, some of the jokes. I, like, and I, the humor was It wasn't, just hit everything for me in the right the right spots. I feel like today's cartoons are... For, Far for, superior? <laughs> no, no, no. Today's cartoons for children, I feel like they're they're really... They talk down to kids a lot. I have seen a couple with my nieces or nephews where it's like, we have to go to the animal parade. Yay! And yeah. there's just nothing. Right. It's like weird computer animation and they just kind of blink weirdly. And yeah. it's like, what am I looking at? But yeah, this one engaged me. And it, yeah, I said, it did not talk down. And the humor wasn't like, the, the stuff I laughed at wasn't like, oh, we're going to slip adult humor in on top of it and the kids won't get it. Yeah. There was none of that. Like, it was just funny. Um, in fact, I saw episode one had some of the writers were actually, um, uh, from the office. They had nabbed a few nice. of their writers to do this episode. So I don't know if they'll continue to do episodes, but I felt like, like, like you have good writers on this, <laughs> on this episode. And it, they had like cell phones, like it felt very modern, yeah. but also very timeless, like the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, uh, Complete success for me. I said, I, it's not for me, I know. I realize not everything <laughs> has to be done just for me, but I was super impressed by it. Especially if thinking about the kids who will be watching it. I'm like, wow, you guys got some high quality yes. stuff you can watch. Good for you. That and, Yeah, exactly. That is a show that my daughter, I feel like, man, if she sits down, I don't have to worry about anything. Um, you can watch this all you want. So... And I love Donald being included into it. Kind of a throwback also to the comics where he showed up a few times in DuckTales, the cartoon series. Um, but now Donald's going to be, you know, part of the gang. Um, and I loved his interaction with Scrooge and they're kind of, there was obviously bad blood. And then you learn that Donald was his sidekick. Um, but little things that they threw in from the comics, like, you know, <laughs> Uncle Scrooge says, uh, he talks about himself. He says he's tougher than the toughies and smarter than the smarties, uh, which was from, uh, the comics. And I think it might have been in the original that show. That sounded familiar yeah. when he said it. Yeah. Um, and then also, like, Michael, you were saying earlier, uh, they mentioned little Easter eggs, uh, all the fictional towns from mm-hmm. all the Disney afternoon shows. What, what? Tailspin? Yeah. So Cape, Suzette, Spoonerville. And St. Canard, of course, Darkwing Duck, uh, were all mentioned a couple times. Like, I liked, um, 
DuckTales, but I love Tailspin for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I yeah. liked it more, but I just love Tailspin. I even love, like, the theme music more. <laughs> they all had great theme music. Um, especially, I was like DuckTales and Rescue Rangers. Uh, but man, Darkwing Duck was great too, so. Yeah, I did, I, well, of course I like Darkwing yeah, Duck. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, just little references they had, of course, in the, uh, garage, or how, how did, how did Scrooge say it? I don't know. Um, but stuff that he, you know, was just like leftover junk, but from, from some of his adventures that, that Webigail thought was like a museum. Yeah. You know, she had the garden hose of destiny and, and the lamp from, uh, the DuckTales movie, Treasure of the Lost Lamp. And it, even if you look in there, I was reading, uh, Bubba the Cave Duck is in there. Uh, his skeleton from uh, the old television. He was the, if you remember that. Yeah. And, uh, Armstrong, which was the robot built by, uh, Gyro Gearloose and the Golden Sun coin. Uh, which was from the original 80, uh, the premiere episode, which was like a, it was basically a movie they broke up into five episodes back in the day. So in 87. So overall, I was highly impressed. Total quackerific. And the next two episodes are going to be, won't be aired until September 23rd. Jeez. So we have a month. Come on, Disney. What are you doing? I know. This is high quality stuff they're producing. They gotta, they gotta have the time to do it. So, anything else? Animation. How's, uh, Rick and Morty doing? Uh, it was good. This episode was dark. <laughs> I've like, I have missed out on the only ones that I've got to see so far was Pickle Rick! Which was yeah, great. I have no idea what that is, but I see it everywhere. Oh, it's, it's so, like, this show is so freaking weird because it's so, like, out there and weird and nuts, but there's always like this weird moral compass underlying story structure where you're like, oh, feelings. Yeah, this is that was what this one is. They go, the vindicators need their help. It's this team of basically superheroes who Morty idolizes, and of course Rick thinks are just poser scumbags, <laughs> you know who. It's uh, kind of that Watchmen idea that anyone who would dress up like that, you know, what are you compensating for? That kind of thing. And, you know, they're fighting this evil, terrible villain, which, you know, Rick ends up being worse <laughs> and doing more damage than the villain ever would. Of course. And there's all those quiet moments where Morty is just kind of sighs, like, yeah, this is how he is. This is how this works. Like, and he, Morty ends up kind of, you know, solving some of the problems because he knows how Rick acts and how his mind works so there's definitely been progression from the first season where morty was kind of wide-eyed and innocent and now he's more cynical and just like yep my grandpa's terrible here's what he would have done okay star wars star wars so the next uh after episode nine looks like we're getting our much anticipated Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. In early development, it said. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like Stephen Daldry is right now attached to direct. We know how those things go. Which, yeah, his filmography is Billy Elliot, The Hours, <laughs> The Reader, 
Yeah. So no big sci-fi blockbusters there. Very right. small, quiet movies. So, so is he going to be another one that gets to do about 35% yeah, of it? And I someone else Ron Howard name. steps in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With his brother Clint yes. solves it all. Exactly. Ob- I believe Obi-Wan will be portrayed by Clint Howard. <laughs> Oh, is do we know Howard's ride single file to hide their numbers? <laughs> do we know anything about it? Like Weather or not um Hashtag Weather. Weather. Weather Ewan McGregor is gonna reprise his role as Well he's been very been, outgoing, wanting Yeah. He like seems, he, he's not been shy about it. Yeah, he seems very open to the idea. Like, but nothing official trilogy, baby. I want that trilogy money. So do you think, um, I, obviously. Oh, that reminds me. What? Oh, sorry, Star Wars. I finally got around to watching that last Star Wars movie, which was. Rogue One? Rogue One, yeah. Mm-hmm. I finally right. watched it. And? How great was it? It's really as good, good. As, as good as Jessica Jones? <laughs> no. But it made, it just made the very, well, to us, the first Star Wars movie. I know it's not. It's episode four or whatever. It's but, always, it's the first yeah. Star Wars movie. But it it's made the only it one that counts. Rogue One made that movie better. Like, absolutely. Because of what that, what happened in that movie. It made that mm-hmm. better. How BA was Darth Vader. <laughs> He's pretty BA. Um, but anyways, uh, going back to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Of course, you he, was, he was not in Rogue One. If he I remember he was correctly. not. Okay, he would have still been on Tatooine. <laughs> um, so, is this? Do you think this is going to be after the twins are born, and it's going to be like an adventure sometime in between a new or a, a ro- between Rogue One and Revenge of the Sith, or is this going to be? At, do you think they'll go another route? It won't be Ewan McGregor. It'll be, you know, Jake Lloyd, um, and, and it'll be Obi-Wan as a child. No. It will not be. I'm not, I'm not confident in guessing a lot of things, but guessing Jake Lloyd will not be involved is one of them. Lesson learned. <laughs> yeah, I want gri- gri- grizzly, crotchety yes. old Obi-Wan. Absolutely. Yeah. Because there's we nothing know that says- what he did out in the desert for those. What? Well, there's no, there's no, Steadfast rule. George Lucas didn't come out and say, "Oh, he had he hung out in the desert for twenty years." He needs to. He could, he could have went other places. He needs to go kidnap young Luke and take him on these wild, crazy adventures. And at the end of the trilogy, mind wipe him just like a droid. But that same article just kind of just dropped. There's a Job of the Hut spinoff in the works too. Potentially, oh, wow. kind of an either an origin story or kind of a. Like a bounty hunter, a galactic maybe? kind of crime boss story. So hmm. it was just kind of the last sentence of the thing. Like, yeah, they're also working on this. So okay, it would be curious. interesting if they did do like the hardcore, like, yeah, like crime. good fellas. You yeah, know, I, the hut, the hut fellas, or I don't know. That I could, could be fun. I could, I could get behind that. There's <laughs> <laughs> a crime war funny. between Pizza the Hut and Jabba. Ah, oh, pizza! I love pizza. I went to food coming tonight over pizza. <laughs> My lord. I thought I locked that door again. Who is it? Let me in! Let me in! Okay, okay. Guys, I know it's been a long, really long time. I'm really sorry. I've gotta, I gotta stop the podcast. 
wait a minute, who is this? What am I ta- why am I talking like this? The 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 of my voice. What's going on here? Wait a minute. <coughs> Hi, my name is Ron P. Tramp, and I I have to set I have to set you guys Ron, straight. What are you doing here, Ronald? It's been forever. Well, I I brought my friend along, and and it don't don't be shy. Don't be shy, buddy. It's okay. Come on over here. Hi, my name is Bartholomew, but my friends call me Papitos. We've never met. A pleasure. I've heard about you guys. Ronald has told me a lot about you guys. You live up to the legend. What What are you doing here, Ronald? Well, well, guys, I I, I just got to tell you, I, you know, it's been a long time. It's it's been a long time since I left you guys. And How did man, you even know we were recording? Like we I, haven't I, been I, including you. Guy, I, I hear you guys as well in my head all the time, man. I got one of them chips up there, and it just tunes right in. And you know, I don't even have to have like have one of them things with them little dish things like to to listen in on you. You just come in line and clear right right through here up in my head and right out in my mold. We, I didn't we have realize a direct we were, line. Yeah, we were live broadcasting. But, see, this is what, I gotta get serious here, guys. I'm, I'm sorry, man, but there's just a lot of stuff really going on. I mean, on. you're sweating, you're red in the face. I mean, is it an emergency? Should we be, should we call somebody? I just have one word for you guys. Aliens. <laughs> we were talking Star Wars. We love aliens. I mean, what, what kind of aliens? Star Trek? What, what are you into? <laughs> He likes those green lady aliens, if I recall. Well, guys, you just don't understand, man, because there's a lot going on in this world, and you guys, you guys watch these Star Wars movies like you think they're just movies. It's not. It's real life. Like out there in the world, like you don't know what's going on, man. And I gotta set you guys straight. It's like Michael said the other day. It is like a documentary. Like if you were watching. The Star Wars movie, this is what's going on in the world. And I'm here to clue you guys in so you don't become one of them. I don't remember you saying that, Michael. When when did you say that? Oh, that one time when I was talking, when um, Cliff wasn't here, when I was talking about Chewbacca getting arrested. I thought he was riding in his car talking to himself. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I- I'm telling you that uh, Ronald has had me on some of these adventures and I really didn't know that's what goes on in this world. It's kind of crazy. I, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I, I didn't catch your name. Can you? It's what was Ponchito. Ponchito? Can you spell it for me? It's Pompitos. You know, <laughs> see, <laughs> Chick-fil-A's got this salad, man, that's like, it's like a southwestern salad, and... I, it's my favorite thing. I would eat it every day, and they put these pompitos on, and I always ask for extra pompitos, and I ate them so much, my friends just started calling me pompitos. So, you know, I my name is Bartholomew, but just call me pompitos. Okay, that's that's a very convoluted story, sir. But a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Well, guys, I got, I got to tell you, Papito's here. He's like my right-handed man. He has saved me in so many binds. Like, when I'm out here telling the people in the real world about my tramp files and what tramp really files. goes on in this world, I mean, I got to set you guys straight. Have you been broadcasting? Are you letting the people know? I've been trying. That's why I'm here now, because every signal keeps getting hijacked by Oh, my God. He's doing a soft pilot. Mm-hmm. You were like, like, we fell uh, right into it. 
He's this he's, is the spinoff. He's doing the spinoff. He's this is Mork from Mork showing up on Happy Days, <laughs> trying to trying to get his own series going. All right, we'll allow it. Give us give us some. Well, well, guys, I, I'm just telling you this is this is top. Well, it's 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 top secret, but I'm I'm letting you guys know like they can't hold me back. Like Ronald P. Tramp is here with the Tramp Files, and I need to tell you guys there are aliens here right now, is, like here in the room. Is Pompito an alien? Is he from another dimension also? No, I'm not an alien. He's put me through a bunch of tests. <laughs> I thought I was an alien, but he had me convinced I was one of them reptilian guys that, but I, I really thought I was, but. Like from V. What's that? <laughs> it was a miniseries in the 80s. Lizard people. Oh, okay. My, I, I, yeah, maybe. Pompito, how uh, many packs of cigarettes did you eat today? I quit smoking in 1982. Hmm. So, yeah, the Star Wars universe has dozens and dozens of planets and hundreds and hundreds of alien species. Are we talking, like, is the universe that vast, really? Well, well, guys, I, I gotta tell you, it, it is pretty vast. It is big. It's huge. Like, I mean, there are, are a lot of aliens out there, but... We, there's only five that's messing with us. And, I mean, there's different levels here. It goes so deep. It's, it's like you guys say on your podcast about layers of onions. Like, I mean, you, you just start peeling people's faces off and you just don't know how deep like it goes. Right. It's V. I'm sorry. You, you know, but, 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 Ronald, I gotta ask a question. Now, I read recently that NASA was hiring a alien defense person. Have you, in fact, applied for this position in the Trump administration well this is why i'm here like i Trump, I, I, tramp. I submitted them i showed them my vehicle i showed them what i could do with it mm-hmm and i that's why that's why i'm here man. there's a whole building of people wearing tinfoil hats i can see it well here's here's the problem with that man because nasa's in on it they they think you want they think you want this alien protector against the the, the space and and all these things that are going on out there man but they're in on it they, they're man. they are never gonna hire you if you blow the whistle and like give away their secrets man let me tell you guys i gotta tell you they're man nasa has been out in space they didn't go to the moon they there's been space wars that's why I'm telling you that Star you Wars. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. No, Space Wars. <laughs> Man, there's been seven wall, wall, well, well, I guess there'd be Galaxy Wars. There's been seven <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> I think you're getting confused. No, man, Obviously. I'm telling you. We're talking you. prequels. No, no, man. They have these big triangular ships out in the space and they're like fight like, I mean, these things exactly are big. like Star Wars. I don't, no, no I'm telling you. <laughs> Damn Star Wars you guys keep referring to. It's real life out there in the space. So, this is what I gotta tell you guys. First of all, I just wanna clue you guys in on the different races of aliens and what you need to be afraid of. Uh, I am afraid. So guys, I gotta tell you, there's all these aliens out here and, but first of all, man, I gotta be serious. You guys, this is serious. You know, today is August the 18th, and 
man, I'm here to tell you the world's going to end on September 23rd. Unless that's, I do something. That's not a lot of time, Ronald. We I may know. not even have this edited by then. That's true. I, well, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm okay with it because my, my, my next Disney World vacation ends on September the 22nd. I'm good. There you go, baby. Right, right there at the end of the world. Um, but see, so Cliff will be watching the fireworks mm-hmm. over Cinderella's castle as the world ends. I think you'd be okay with that. I'm all, all right with like that. that. Wow, that kind of sounds pretty. Now, now, if you wake up the next day and we're still here, my plan worked. <clears throat> now, this all going to start with the solar eclipse and all these things are going to start falling in places, man. And but first, what I like, you guys oh know. Oh my God! So he's right. That solar eclipse is coming. It's just Ronald man. and Barbados. Exactly. Are here to save the cheerleader, save the world. <laughs> on the solar eclipse. <laughs> I know this sounds like a bunch of other shows, but I gotta tell <laughs> I gotta tell you it's real life. I've been living it for the last two years in the War against these aliens. Well, I I've got to say I don't. There's no easy way to say this, but the way you're kind of disparaging different kinds of aliens doesn't sound very tolerant. It sounds a little bit space racist. Man, I, I are you say saying it. there's some? I mean, are there, are there some fine aliens? Is your plan, in fact, to build a wall between the Earth and space? Man. Le- Guys, you don't understand. I mean, are there good aliens and bad aliens? Or are, are, are there many sides to this? There, There is some modified aliens, and there are some aliens that you do not want to touch. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like, but the lizard, the... the reptilians. The reptilians. Yeah. Are, in, are there any good reptilians? Nope. Okay. Well, see, here's, here's the thing is, you know, I don't want to get political, but the fate of the universe... Is I gotta I, I don't I do not want the world to blow up over some political correctness. So I mean, if you've got to if you've got to well, speak I mean, the truth, man, just do it. I mean, with like the previous administration, they were talking like they were in with the reptilians, and it's not. They never were. But my see, there's these aliens called the Andromians, and they're the good aliens. They're like, they're, they've been around since the fifties helping us out. We've been reverse engineering their technology. Like, they're on our side. And that's who the previous administration were messing with. Like, the, you know, going back to JFK, man, like, it's, <sighs> these are the good guys. However, this current, this current administration, man, my first tip-off was them reversing all this stuff about climate change. Because reptilians are cold-blooded. And they want it nice and hot. So that's why the temperature's rising. They would be at home in this office. Yeah, and that's see... very true. They would be sunning themselves on our desk here. Mm-hmm. And see, that's a problem now, man, because... <gasps> Do you think your landlord is a reptilian? Is that why this oh building gosh. is so hot? Oh, man, I need to go up there and pull on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the only way to know for sure? You just gotta pull on her face and hope you're right. Well, say, <laughs> say if, you pull, <laughs> if you pull on their face, their eyes get a little twitchy. 
like, well, uh, anyone, if I go on anyone's face, they're going to twitch. Yeah, but say, say when you do that, their little fork tongue comes out. <laughs> <laughs> and it like tickles your nose. But, that doesn't so, sound all bad. But see, I, I, I've been a little off here because I keep saying that reptilians are aliens. But they're really not, man. They've been they've been in here since the beginning of time, like just like us, man. Just like how we evolved from mammals, man. They evolved from dinosaurs, and that's like they've been deep underground, and they've just been slowly resurfacing as the temperature rises. This is like the uh... so the tram files have un- uncovered aliens, flea stacks, flea stacks, <laughs> dinosaur people. And a le- weird little dude that eats at Chick-fil-A. And consumes and is named after a vegetable that I've never heard of. I think you got it. Alright. Coincidentally, Ronald only shows up when Seth isn't here. I, I think, you know, Seth doesn't put up with, uh, I've never seen him in the same place at the same time, I don't think. I wonder, do you have any ties to the poobah? I'll talk for him. He told me that he thinks Seth is an alien, man. Have you ever tried to pull on his face? (laughs) Well, man, he won't let me get that close to him. (laughs) He is is slippery. That's that's what always throws me off, man. Every time I get close to him, he's always leaving. So, But guys, with the reptilians, man... People think they're ship, 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 shifters, ship shaper. <laughs> they're ship, man. Let me tell you. What about it? They, they don't do that. It's just, it's just a scent they put off, man. It's like pheromones, man. They like put this off and they want you, that you say what you want to see. Like what they want you to say, that's what you see. And so. <laughs> I think Seth would put off a pheromone so he's a little bit taller, but. Mm. That's so, true. So my, Sorry, Seth. <laughs> The reptilians are our only problem, man. They're just one of them. I but, forget, are they good aliens or bad aliens? Man, they're bad. Well, they're, they're underdwellers, man. They've always been here, but we think they're aliens. The reptilians, man, they're bad dudes. Oh, yeah, they're not aliens. They're dinosaurs. <laughs> the Adromians, man, they're the good guys. They're the ones that have been around here since the beginning, like helping us out in administration. Like, you know, that's why you got these cell phones, man. So are these true outer space aliens, or are we talking interdimensional travel? Are they hopping dimensions like you did? Well, man, they're only like a mere 2.2 million light years away. I, I'm telling you, they're from the Adrama Galaxy, man. He's reading something. It's, it's, it's our closest like neighbor, man. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, they're far more advanced than we are, and they have an average lifespan of 2,000 years, man. See, we each have, like, pages of notes. And so I didn't realize Ronald brought his own, but yeah. he's 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 thoroughly researched this. I think there's footnotes. He cited different sources. Well, I'm telling you, man, they're the good guys. They got compassion for humans, and they're concerned for our well-being. But do they listen to podcasts? Because none of them have rated us five stars on iTunes. That's yet. very true. And if they were true fans, and if they were actually good people, they would do that. Because only a real a-hole wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't, oh, wouldn't go to iTunes and rate us five stars. Man, you got right right there. You're talking about another alien species. They're the greys, man. Greys? Yeah. You know, man, Roswell, little, little grey guys, man. Oh, sort of the, the classic sort of... Yeah, man, they're a-holes. They are douche novels. <laughs> Let me tell you. 
You think they're nice to you. They're the ones that try to butter you up. And then as soon as you turn your back, boom! You're, you're dust, baby. Probe city. <laughs> oh, man. I don't need, that's for another podcast, man. I'm just lame. So guys, you got these little grays, they're everywhere. You know, you see them little flying saucers flipping, zipping round, bebopping, man. Like, that's them grays, man. They, they got a real problem with us and they don't really get, they don't like anybody. So how is, how are you gonna save the world? Well, I'm getting to that, man. I gotta tell you the other aliens, man. There's a couple more. Cause you guys need to know about this in case something goes down, man. Now, say, you don't know that you've been genetically engineered by the Anaki. They're from Planet X, man. And here's the problem, man. They're going to be coming right back around here every 3,600 years. These Anaki people, they're the ones that created the human race, man. They're the ones that built the pyramids. They were the gods. They opened the first Chick-fil-A. Man. They brought us Pampitos. Is that true? He never told me they brought Pompitos to Earth. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> the Anaki, man, they came here to mine gold. Don't get distracted, Pompitos. Stay on mission. <laughs> I'm I'm just here to do whatever Ronald tells me. Man, I'm telling you, the Anaki, they came here to mine the gold, and they genetically engineered us to do their bidding, man, and they're coming back. So, like, man, if I, if the war, if we get past September 23rd, man, that's the next thing that's gonna happen, man. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to biggie battle with them, man. It's crazy. So you think, would they maybe have opened all these cash for gold places, like getting us to bring us all our gold? Oh, man, I never thought about that. Ooh. You just opened a tramp file. Hold on, man, let me write this down. <laughs> I mean, because we're cash doing it, we're giving, gold. we're we're handing over our gold for how little, just a little bit of cash. Oh man, I mean, that precious metal, man. Because say that's what that's what makes the drive go. There, you just you know, blew his mind, man. Oh, oh man, is it hot in here? Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, my plate, my plate zipping, man. <laughs> <laughs> man. <laughs> Man, Papitos, make sure to call Jennifer when we get back to the pi- the pad. Whoa, who is Jennifer? Oh crap! I thought I thought his wife's name was Penelope. Penelope, man, you're not supposed to say her name. Oh, I guess I didn't tell you guys. Did you pull on her face and she was an alien? <laughs> I really, I, I'm trying not to cry here, man, but. She got abducted by one of them gray aliens. This, oh, this begin your vendetta mm-hmm. and your mission. They heard I was. They heard I was going to tell the truth. I like to. <laughs> but luckily, Jennifer came along, and it's all better it's all, now. It's all good now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is going on far too long. <laughs> Sorry, Seth. <laughs> this is what happens when you go to Indianapolis. Yeah, you're taking him to Gen Con next time. <laughs> I right. just want to talk about DuckTales. <laughs> Man, they took poor Penelope, and I'm still fighting to get her back. And I'm going to... 
every day I'm out there spreading the gospels, man, because I'm trying, I'm here for you guys. I want to save the world. Sometimes that's how it goes. You lose a Penelope, you gain a Pampito, and you roll with it. Well, Jennifer's actually my baby. How did I not know that? Well, guys, wow. I got I gotta get back on task. I, I feel like I'm all over the place. She's probably tired of pimpitos. Well, the way pimpitos say that she's a pretty good cook. So, but uh, anyway, guys, we gotta get back on task, and I'm just all over the place. I just gotta let me see here. I told you guys about the grays. I told you about the knocky, the dramians. I'm on my dream of the year, and oh man, I forgot to tell you guys about this one. There, there's another, there's a, well, have two words for you guys. Hollow Earth. Another two words. Admiral Bird. <laughs> have you guys heard? You know, you see all these YouTubers talking about the world being flat, man. The world ain't flat, it's hollow. So man, there's this ancient race inside Hollow Earth, man, and they are the Nordic aliens, man. They're from Palate. They're they're also called the Palladians, man. And they're like they're human, but man, they're huge. They're like tall, like they look like blonde hair, blue eyes, like six feet tall. Evidently, man, Hitler had some dealings with them back in the day too. But I don't know what like there's something with the big bell and. But I don't know what's really going on. Like they don't really seem to have any side. They're they're just kind of there. They're they're there for the earth, man. So it's weird because they're kind of joining forces with all of us because they want to see the earth survive. But they don't really care if we survive as long as the earth survives. So you got it's when you when you go up to a Palladian or a Nordic alien, it's kind of fifty fifty. Sometimes the handshake's good enough. Sometimes, sometimes you pull on their face. <laughs> nope. Sometimes you just punch them right in the face. <laughs> so guys, man, I'm just trying to think if there's anything I got to take. a lot of information. I mean, I feel like I learned a lot, but yeah. I still feel like there's a lot I don't know. Man, I'm just scratching the surface, man. There's black goo out there. But, I mean, um, you're kind of bearing the lead here that the world's going to end in less than a month. September, September 23rd, man. Uh, 23rd. Is there anything we can do or our listeners can do? Would would rating us five stars on iTunes, would that help anything? Man, you don't know how much good positive positivity energy, man. Like, if people, if everyone in this world, man, got together and rated you guys five stars, that would create so much psychic, psychic energy, man. It would be kind of a Wild Stallions moment where maybe our podcast could bring peace to the world. Well, man, what that would do is that would create this big giant force field all around the planet Earth, man, and it would shield it from the rays of the sun that's like causing climate change, man, and it would just reverse that whole thing, man. Like, I, I, I think that's round two, man. We get this rolling with these five man, stars, man. man. True harmonic convergence. The only thing standing between world peace forever and destruction. Still the ogres. Is- <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was going to say someone who just didn't take two minutes out of their day to rate us five stars on iTunes. I mean, how hard is that? To save the world. So, man, I got to tell you guys, you, you get out there and force, man, because I'm going to be 
man, I'm hooking up with them spice doohickeys up there, man, them big giant triangle ships. I got one waiting on me right now. My, I got, I got my spice jalopy hooked up to the back. <laughs> we're gonna tow it back to the tramp hood, and we're gonna make it a four wheeler, baby. And we're gonna, and we're gonna use that man, and we're gonna drill right down into the center of the earth, and we're gonna restart this puppy. Okay. So, man, I, 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 I'm sorry for hijacking. You guys can get back to what you guys were doing. But, I mean, you guys got any question for me before I leave out? Because I want you guys to be, I want you to be prepared. I don't want to come back and see one of you guys dead. I mean, I just, I don't know what, I, what to do. I don't know what my personal next step would be. Should I be, you know, going outside and looking at the skies? Should I be barricading myself inside? I've already rated this five stars on iTunes, so I feel I've already done my part. Man, you just gotta be positive. That's tough for me. And carry a shotgun. (laughs) (laughs) It's been funny, it's been real, guys. I gotta go save us from some aliens, man. Pompito, get me out of here. Nice to meet you, Pompitos. Thanks, guys, for having me on here. I'm gonna go rustle us uh, some black beans and go get Jennifer, and we go on the outer space, baby. Woo, man! Are you going to space in a blood drive car? I believe he is. That's the sound you make when you talk about a blood drive car. Well, that was quite interesting, guys. Michael, you were pretty quiet during that whole thing. I mean, were you just stunned? I am, as stunned as I am, I am shocked and in disbelief. I, you know, occasionally I read something strange about what's going on, and I've had this weird feeling, of like hair standing on the back of my neck. Like, I mean, this now I know what's going on in this world, man. It's your truth. We're being watched. We're being listened to through plates and heads. I feel like you have less to worry about because you can always go back to your own dimension. That's true. I think that might be hurting our download numbers. If people are listening to it through their their skull plates, that's, that's not registering as With one iTunes. of our downloads. Yeah. I wonder what's going on in that alternate dimension. Like, I'm surprised he didn't say anything about that. Maybe, maybe that's why he came over here in the first place. Maybe it's been taken over. I don't know. So, do you think cool. he's going to start his own podcast? Do you think? Do you think he what? could fill an hour? <laughs> With, that, with such riveting information, I, he's got a lot to say. I mean, how do you? If you're fighting for the future of the world, how do you have time to stop and do a podcast? Well, you got to have someone to listen to the stories. Like that's part. Of also, it's a sort of a in case okay. I don't make it. Yeah, here's my story. Captain's log, if oh, you will. Okay, I could see that not being a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> Oh, guys! I think I got to go home and put on a tin hat. I I got to load my shotgun. Mm. (laughs) Well, I think it's about that time to get out of here. I want to thank Ronald for enlightening us on all the aliens going on. We didn't do. uh, Yeah, do we have a hashtag for this week? Anybody have? Do you have any written down? Hashtag Hashtag can of beans or hashtag extra papitos. Hashtag tramp files. Hashtag non sports people. <laughs> uh, also, <laughs> hashtag Prince Lothar. <laughs> and of course, hashtag Hooey Dewey Louie. And 
Hashtag shift shifters. <laughs> I don't know how you spell that one. Let's go with that one. Uh, hashtag shift shifters. Hashtag shift shifters. Yes. So, yes, if you feel the need to share this amazing episode on your preferred version of social media, use the hashtag shift shifters so we can all join in the fun. And we can let Ronald know that he's doing good in the world. So, yeah, I'm going to go out and Google what exactly a pompito is because I have no idea. I'm very uncultured in that mm-hmm. way, so I got homework for tonight. Well, I'm going to go home and tell my wife about the aliens. I'm going to go home and pull on my family's faces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where can they find us at? Oh, uh, where 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 can't you find us? iTunes. We've mentioned it a hundred times. Facebook. But it was pretty subtle. We, we kind of well, we we worked, it, worked in there. it in. Maybe people wouldn't even notice. Um, on Twitter, we are at the Kapow Podcast or the website www.udownwithkpp.com. As always, I'm the most illustrious Michael K. Easton. I am Jordan Lowe. And I'm Cliff Barnes. And always remember, on Eternia, we don't say goodbye. We say good journey. Good journey. My name's Ron Play Tramp. Five, four, three, two. My name's Ron Play Tramp. <laughs> I don't know what the <laughs> was. <laughs> That's a road we don't want to go down. <laughs> Last half hour, but let's keep going. Go there. Kapow, the pop culture podcast, is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.